Thank you for joining us on Comedy Co-Pilots. And I'm, I'm Jocelyn Erin Lynn. And this week we're doing Hooray! The Nanny. <laughs> and The Nanny was on CBS uh, from 1993 from, and to 1999. And it was created and produced by Fran Drescher and her then-husband, Peter Mark Jacobson. And it was very inspired by her personal life growing up in Queens. It involved, like, the real names and characteristics of her family (laughs) and friends. Uh, Like, her parents are, I mean, those aren't her real parents, but her parents are really named Sylvia and Morty. And yeah, so they use like a lot of names from her actual family. Um, And there's an extensive list of guest stars. Um, The highlights include Pamela Anderson as uh, Fran's nemesis, Heather Biblo, who was actually mentioned (laughs) briefly. (laughs) Uh, Ray Charles as her grandma Yetta's fiance, Sammy. (laughs) Which yeah. I don't want to see that episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, John Stewart as a love interest that discovered he was cousins <laughs> with Fran. <laughs> um, and Ray Romano as Ray Barone, Fran's former high school classmate, which means the nanny shares the universe <laughs> with everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Um, so the theme song is The Nanny Named Fran, and it's written by Anne Hampton Hampton Calloway and performed by her and her sister Liz Calloway. Um, and I love the theme song. (laughs) I'm obsessed with it. Um, in 1999, okay, so this is how the, the, uh, the whole show came about. In 1991, Fran Drescher was on a flight with Jeff Sangansky. (laughs) Uh, He's the president of CBS, and she had starred in a short-lived show called Princesses in 1991, so he was familiar with her. And I guess she persuaded him on this flight to let her and her husband pitch a sitcom, but she was like, I don't know what it's going to be about. (laughs) So then um, she seems to be friends with a lot of famous people. (laughs) Not sure how this happened, but she went to visit Twiggy. Yeah, yeah. Twiggy. Okay. In London, because that's her friend, I guess. And she was uh, interacting with Twiggy's teenage daughter and she was like, oh, it'd be kind of interesting to play, like, do something about me interacting with uh, children. So she called her husband and she said, what about a spin on the sound of music? Except I Mm -hmm. come to the door. (laughs) And then the nanny was born. (laughs) So um, season one, episode one is called The Nanny. And um, the description is Fran has just been dumped 
by her fiance and employer and is selling cosmetics door to door when she happens to be in the right place at the right time. And um, the beginning is in a bridal shop and Fran is telling a bride uh, that's trying on a dress that she's gorgeous and looks like a virgin and also here's crackers (laughs) for your morning sickness. And the bride asks when Fran and Danny will get married. And Fran says, always a bridal consultant, never a bride. <laughs> right, honey? And Danny's right there and he's like, uh, what can I say? <laughs> and she's like, you can say, you could give me a ring and set a date. <laughs> and she says they've been pre-engaged for three years. That's <laughs> the point. <laughs> And he says he should have said this earlier, but he wanted to do it someplace nice. And he takes her hand and he says, we should see other people. (laughs) She's like, how long have you been thinking that? And he says, since he saw Heather Biblo. (laughs) And Fran's like, you've been stringing me along since I'm your best sales girl. And he says, actually, Heather also needs a job. (laughs) Which, that seems like wrongful termination, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, So she's upset that he's firing her. And she's wasted three years of her ever-dwindling youth on him (laughs) and the store. And says she quits. But then she comes back in and says, no, I'm fired so I can collect unemployment. <laughs> Which and I was like, that's a credits. great intro. It's funny and it also shows like her whole life falls apart in like two minutes of show, basically. It really moves. Yeah, yeah. it was one minute. No, the credits came on at like one nineteen, yeah. And I was like, dang, yeah. that was fast. There was a yeah. lot of information. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really well done. <laughs> And I think I think I read that they actually reshot that scene because uh, they didn't think they, it addressed like the end of her relationship with Danny. So yeah, yeah they did a good job. <laughs> so then we get the credits, and the credits are like a little cartoon of Fran, and it shows all the stuff that you know happens. Mm-hmm. basically in the beginning of the show she gets kicked out and dumped and goes to sell cosmetics and the guy likes her and she has the kids smiling and Cece hates her and Niles is there being sarcastic and yeah. she's the nanny named Fran another show and another sitcom with a butler <laughs> it's like they wouldn't really yes. have a butler, but he's great for sarcastic comments. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to look yeah. up if butlers are real. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, and I, I, like I said before, I love these credits and I love this song. <laughs> I think they did a great job. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Rosie O'Donnell says she hired like the same people to do her credits <laughs> on her talk show. <laughs> because she liked him but um yeah so fran rings the doorbell and she practices her shades of the orient (laughs) sales girl (laughs) so niles opens the door and he says they've been expecting her and 
um, she's here for the nanny position, right? <laughs> and she's like, I could be. <laughs> and Niles asks if he can present her resume. And she says she'll do it herself. <laughs> and he's like, this ought to be good. And <laughs> um, in Maxwell's office, him and Cece are talking about finding an actress for their play. And she tells him to relax and he needs a shiatsu and she starts giving him a massage. <laughs> and then Niles comes in and mm-hmm. insults Cece, mm-hmm. of course. Um, he's, I think he says, like, you, you're working hard as usual. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and he tells them a new nanny is there to be interviewed. And Cece's like, what happened to the old one? And uh, Maxwell says that Brighton staged another fake suicide. <laughs> Cece worries about the children running loose during Which the seems party. Which like the wrong have, concern but... after you just hear a child this fake suicide. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, everyone should be a bit more alarmed by that piece of information. She's like, you can't do yeah. that during the party. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Does it any other time? <laughs> um, so then, um, but then she's like, "Oh, but I do love your children. Like they are my own." <laughs> and Niles is like, "Yeah, okay." And um, Fran is outside in the hallway. She's making a resume with paper and lipstick. <laughs> and um, Brian comes around the corner, fake dying. He has like a fake mm-hmm. knife in his stomach or something <laughs> with ketchup blood and she asks him he like dies in front of her and she asks <laughs> him if he has a pen <laughs> and <laughs> Maxwell and Niles come along and Maxwell introduces himself and Fran steps over to <laughs> Brighton to talk to him <laughs> and she's like oh I know you I saw you in Esquire's 10 most eligible <laughs> widowers <It's> like <laughs> What? <laughs> no, yeah. I hope that's not real. <laughs> and uh, he invites her in, and she compliment compliments his tchotchkes. <laughs> or yeah. I, I think she says tchotchkes, but I've heard it as tchotchkes. But anyway. And she, uh, he says it's a Rodan. And then he asks to see her resume. And um, he asks if it's written with crayon. And she says lipstick. And I'm like, I'm surprised he didn't be like, okay. Yeah. I'm not taking this seriously. It's almost better to be like, oh, I forgot my resume. And then like attempt to write one in lipstick. <laughs> yeah. And he says it's a lovely shade. Mm-hmm. And Brian's like, I hate her. <laughs> and Maxwell's like, don't be hasty. And Fran says, yeah, I haven't sung Climb Every Mountain yet. And Maxwell thinks she listed the Queen Mother as a reference. And um, she's like, no, it's my <laughs> mother from Queen. <laughs> and then Maggie and Grace enter the house. And Fran calls Maggie gorgeous and compliments her hair. Says you can't get that color out you of can, a bottle. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> you really can. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not in the nineties. Maybe the yeah. technology hadn't gotten there yet. <laughs> 
so Maggie says she's shy or Maggie's like kind of shy and leaves and then Brian's like she really brightens up the room and Fran's like you don't need a personality when you get <laughs> when you're an heiress okay <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then Maxwell asked Grace how therapy went, and uh, she said she did a regression <laughs> back through her childhood. <laughs> and Fran's like, "That must have been a quick trip, uh, quick trip," yeah. because Grace is like seven. <laughs> and then Grace is like, "You have no idea how complicated I am," and like that's exactly yep. the tone of voice. <laughs> that little girl was <laughs> acting. <laughs> I was like, did she get possessed <laughs> by an old woman? What just happened? <laughs> and then Brighton says that therapy was easier than talking to his children <laughs> for Maxwell. <laughs> and then he takes Grace upstairs so his dad can hire someone to deal with them. <laughs> and Fran's like, oh, you're a bitter little person. <laughs> we'll get along great. And <laughs> Maxwell's like, oh, sorry about that. I'll show you out. And she's like, what the heck? Like, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, well, you, you did a <laughs> lipstick resume. But... <laughs> and he's like, I need more help than a cosmetics girl can give. And then the phone rings and he calls for Niles. And, <laughs> and the phone keeps ringing and Fran's like, oh, I'll answer it. <laughs> So she's like, hello, uh, Sheffield residence. And she tells, she's like, oh, it's Fran. <laughs> He's like, he takes the phone and she tells him it's the nanny agency. And they tell Maxwell that they don't have anyone available until Monday. And I was Fran like, but is that's after the party. What? Oh, no. <laughs> party we absolutely cannot have the children <laughs> running around at. Yeah. <laughs> Complication. <laughs> and then uh and this is and then and fran's on the way out the door at this point and she's like in the doorway and niles is about to close it when he hears the thing about monday mm-hmm. and she waves at him at maxwell and then he's like Ugh. well do you have any experience with children and she says she practically raised her sister's two kids when she was suing her chiropodist. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. Okay. I guess it's like some kind of foot doctor. <laughs> um, and he says there must be another agency and Fran's from Flushing. She, she says she can handle anything. And uh, he says, okay, you're hired, but on a trial basis. And Niles show her to her room. And she's like, oh, I get to live here? (laughs) And he's like, is that okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, I won't miss being 29 and living with my parents. And then Niles (laughs) is like, 29. (laughs) She's like, don't start with me. (laughs) And they head upstairs. And I'm like, she, yeah. she can pass for 29. I yeah. So. And she, like, she doesn't look old. But yeah. <laughs> That's a running joke. <laughs> um, so in the morning, Fran comes into the dining room in a robe, and everyone else is all dressed in their clothes. 
and she's like Niles you need to tell me these things and he's like I assumed and she says don't assume anything I'm from Flushing (laughs) and she gets breakfast and she sits at the table even though the other nanny ate in the kitchen (laughs) she says that's (laughs) antisocial (laughs) and then yeah (laughs) and then Fran asks the kids if they should go out or stay in today and Brian's like our dad kicked us out (laughs) and um Maxwell says he doesn't want them tormenting the catering staff while they are preparing for the party that night and Fran offers her sister's catering services but Max says Cece set everything up yeah she says she makes some like prune pork thing (laughs) nope (laughs) did not sound good uh and maggie calls Cece uh maxwell's lady friend but maxwell calls Mm. her a business associate and niles is like okay (laughs) fran is like i hope there's enough food because i can't even say that word (laughs) shiskas only know how to order booze and Maxwell asks what mm-hmm. that is. Is it like a tchotchke? <laughs> She's mm-hmm. like, yes, but they cost more. <laughs> and um, then Niles brings the phone to Maxwell and he's holding it very strangely. He's holding it yeah. like it's a piece of poo or something. <laughs> he's like, it's Cece. <laughs> and um, Maxwell says he'll take it in the library. And then Niles is like, she loves to be Niles, taken in the library. What is your obsession with her? <laughs> <laughs> well do you know what happened no i don't the end of the series cc and niles he ends up getting married awesome <laughs> that's <great>. yes <laughs> yeah i guess their whole hatred thing was actually flirting that's all what along. we should expect romantic partners right <laughs> <laughs> Sure, yeah. Be mean. <laughs> Be mean until you fall in love. <laughs> uh, so Fran asks what the kids will wear to the party. And um, they're like, we're not invited. <laughs> um, she's like, of course you are. We'll drink. We'll uh, eat. And Maggie will bring a date. And Brighton's like, she doesn't date. And she's like, boys haven't noticed me yet. <laughs> And she's like, during this whole day, she's wearing yeah. the most like a little idiots. pilgrim girl or something. <laughs> 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 yeah, and it's like yeah. all the shades of beige yeah. that you could find <laughs> on one. Somebody dress, in wardrobe like, wow, did really, a great job. And then Brighton says, boys have noticed her, and that's why she doesn't date. And Fran says, what is wrong with you, Brighton? And uh, Grace (laughs) says, middle child syndrome. (laughs) And Fran says, everyone knock it off. We're a family, and uh, there's a party, so we'll go shopping and get our hair and nails done. And she's going to go change, and... And she takes her plate of food with her. <laughs> she doesn't like to waste. <laughs> so at the dress shop, I assume this is the same dress shop from the first thing, yeah. 
So at the, they're at the bridal shop, and Fran asks um, what Maggie's favorite color is, and she says beige. What fourteen-year-old girl says what? <laughs> like, what? Even, if, even if you're shy or whatever, <laughs> but like, whose favorite color is beige? <laughs> I did not remember yeah. <laughs> this character starting like this, and I'm like, this is so yeah. different from this character I know, but okay. <laughs> I like beige. <laughs> Fran's like, okay. So uh, she goes and asks Grace how she's doing, and Grace says she's feeling empty and alone, but she perks right up when Fran offers her a Tic Tac. <laughs> and, um, Val, uh, Fran's friend, is there, and she asks Fran about the job, and Fran's like, I brought pictures, and uh, she has a picture of Maxwell, and she calls him repressed. Like, her employee, like, under what pretense? (laughs) Maybe she had a Polaroid, and she's just like, gotcha. I don't know. (laughs) Um, she has a picture of Niles and she said and then the Val's all impressed that there's a butler in the house and um, and then there's a picture of the kids and she's like oh they need the most work (laughs) Maggie has no personality Grace has multiple personalities and then wait where is Brighton and she like looks around and she's like finds him under a mannequin's dress and he's trying to see if it's anatomically correct. <laughs> and then there's yeah, like a cockroach. We don't see the cockroach. I don't know. Also don't know why a cockroach would be in a clothing store. Uh, yeah. Not much for it to eat, but whatever. <laughs> and then he asks if there's any mice and she says wait until I think he said a rat. <laughs> Where is he anyway? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> any rats. Um, and they she asks where Danny is, and uh, Val says he's getting his back waxed, and she's like, "Oh, we have all day." <laughs> and it's time to make Maggie beautiful. And then Brighton is mean again, and Fran tells him to stop because they are family, and one day his dad will be old, and he'll want him to live with her. <laughs> And Maggie's worried the dress is too fancy and everyone will look at her. And Fran says they'll see a beautiful girl and uh, she's there to give her the wisdom of her years and go try it on. And there's like a joke about when I was 14, but I don't really get that. Yeah, I don't know (laughs) what what the end of the sentence is going to be, you know, obviously. (laughs) I don't what know were either. you like at 14? Because it sort of like changes based on the context. Yeah. Like, uh, like at first yeah, it seems like she's going to be like, when I was 14, I was like super shy too. And then later on, it's like, it seems like she's going to be like, when I was 14, I was a total yeah. wild child. So it's like, I don't know. Like, which one was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so then... Uh, She's talking to Val, and she's like, oh, who knew this is going to be so demanding? <laughs> and Val's like, I'm exhausted just watching you. And at the party, um, Maxwell tells Cece she looks What handsome. is this, like the 1800s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 
oh, handsome woman. <laughs> that the party is going well. And um, then Niles comes up to them and he says that Fran wants to talk to him. Oh, wait, I forgot. Yes. There was like an Ivana, Ivana joke, too, about mm-hmm. Ivana Trump being there <laughs> uh, and getting facial work. Uh, um, so Maxwell asks where Fran is, and she's like, I'm up here. And she's on the staircase landing in a red sequin dress. And then the piano player <laughs> starts singing about a red dress. <laughs> And Maxwell is like impressed, and uh, Cece's all jealous. <laughs> She's like, "You just said I looked handsome." And <laughs> um, Fran says that she borrowed the dress from her cousin Miss Long Island, nineteen eighty nine, and um, she said the children are ready to come to the party. And he's like, "They aren't invited." <laughs> And then Brighton and Grace come downstairs. And Grace is like, Can't, uh, do you like my dress? It's 70% off at Lowman's. <laughs> and Fran says she'll never shop retail again. And Brighton says he'll be on his best behavior. But <laughs> Maxwell still pats him down. And then Maggie comes down. And Maxwell says she looks like her mother. And she looks grown up. And um, Grace is like, can we come to the party? <laughs> and Max was like, oh, of course. And then he's like, Fran, I'll talk to you about this later. <laughs> and then he introduces all the guests to his three greatest productions. And Fran wants to take a picture. <laughs> and then he doesn't want to take one until one of the wealthy guests compliments his Yeah. Party. I was like, dang. <laughs> yeah, no, that was all. This is not a good picture of him. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, like, maybe Cece Well, it's also sort of, like, the weird show. expectations but... of, like, in, of those days for dads, where it's like, well, he's just lost because he, he does, his kid's mother is gone or whatever, where it's like, all these nannies are always, like, a replacement mother. And it's like the family couldn't possibly function without a mother figure or something. It's, I noticed that a lot in older stuff. Yeah, true. So then um, uh, Cece suggests that Fran keep a low profile because she's out of her element. But Fran is unfazed. And um, later, Maxwell and Fran are bidding farewell to the party guests. And Cece's, like, on the couch and, like, asking Niles for more alcohol because she's miserable. And Fran says there are four zeros on the check she's holding. And Max says the night went way better than he expected with the kids there. And Fran's all happy. And Cece congratulates her. And... Um, Maxwell goes into his office and he finds Maggie kissing a boy outside. <laughs> I didn't know that. James Mars <laughs> didn't recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was little baby James Mars. <laughs> and uh, he runs. Um, his name was Eddie, so he runs Eddie off, and they're in the living room now. And Maggie's all upset, and Maxwell <laughs> says that he was mauling her. <laughs> And she's like, it was just a kiss. And 
Brand's all excited. She was like, he kissed you. <laughs> and um, she's like, let me get the camera. <laughs> and Maxwell is appalled because he thinks of Maggie as a child. And um, she's like, I'm 14. <laughs> and Cece's like, I'm starting to feel better. <laughs> and Maxwell's like, go to bed, Maggie, and take off that makeup. And then he turns around and starts blaming Fran because she's a little girl. And Fran's like, no, she's a woman. And I'm like, well, oh, yeah. she's not a little girl. She's not a woman. Kind of both wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Maxwell thinks she's out of line because she's not Maggie's parent. And then he fires Fran. And she's like, you can't fire me. I quit. And then she comes back and says the same thing, like, oh, just kidding. You fired me because I want unemployment. (laughs) um, Then Niles and Maxwell are in his office and Niles is bringing him food because he hasn't eaten. And he says he dropped Cece off and called the Betty Ford Clinic and they'll pick her up in the morning. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't like using that. Oh, is that what that was? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the Betty Ford Clinic is like a fake. Well, I don't know. I don't think it exists anymore. Maybe it does, but oh, yeah, okay. it's like a famous <laughs> rehab. Uh... <laughs> yep, <laughs> and they get married. <laughs> uh, Maxwell says he overreacted, didn't he? And Niles says, "Yeah," and he says, "Like Reagan and Grenada." <laughs> And Max says he didn't want to lose his little girl. And he eats the sandwich that Niles gave him. And he's like, oh, what is this? It's delicious. And Niles says, Fran calls it a light nosh. And it's just what he needed. And Max was like, yeah, get it? You're not talking about the sandwich, <laughs> are you? <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> They really spell it out, and then <laughs> uh, we're in, and then we're in Fran's parents' house, and Fran's mom Sylvia is offering her a Malamar, and she says, "Food isn't the answer to everything." And Sylvia says that that's what her father and her base their relationship on, because you know everything else fades, but food is forever. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Fran's like, okay. <laughs> and That's takes true. a Malamar. You can always have a Malamar. <laughs> and you anymore? Do they still exist? <laughs> uh, not sure. There's a lot of things <laughs> in this episode that I'm like, do these exist? <laughs> um, so Fran said, oh, then Sylvia yells to Morty and offers him another Malamar. And Fran says, he can't hear you. He's watching the game. And that that's like also a running <laughs> gag that they never show her father. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's I think that's funny. And I also think it's cool how they introduce Sylvia yeah. in like the last scene of the show. <laughs> I mean, they mentioned her yeah. before, but that was, that was interesting. Um. So Fran's like, "Why can't she find a guy like her dad?" <laughs> 
deaf and on a pension and sylvia yeah, says you'll find a deaf you old will. guy <laughs> and <the> doorbell rings <laughs> i mean honestly it would be great <laughs> and the doorbell rings and mr Sheffield sheffield is there to drop off the rest of her things and sylvia's like all all impressed with him and like bows to him <laughs> And it's like, come in, I'll make you an oval tea. <laughs> and he's like, I can't stay because there's a crowd around the limo. And Fran's like, I'll take care of that. And she yells down that no one died. <laughs> and she says it's dog eat dog if, uh, for a two bedroom. <laughs> um, so they sit down. And then um, Sylvia's like behind them on the couch as she tells Fran to put blush on. <laughs> Fran's like can I have some privacy and then Sylvia says I can take a hint he's like that wasn't a hint she like straight up told you and then she says enchante and leaves and then um, Maxwell notices the plastic on the furniture and Fran says they're preserving it for the afterlife and she asks about Maggie, and Maxwell says that Maggie isn't talking to him, but Brighton says she's fine. And Brighton's being <laughs> nice because of what Fran said about him getting old. Um, and Maxwell is sorry that things didn't work out. And she's like, we're from two different worlds. And if uh, things were reversed, and she's like, wait a minute, <laughs> if things were reversed, I would have been thrilled with me. <laughs> and he's like, you're not me. And actually, you're not like anything, anyone I've met. And that's not bad. And maybe if we respect, try to respect each other's differences, we could try again. And she's like, are you asking me back? And he's like, Yes she's like but what you're really saying is if you could you would get on your hands and knees because you feel so bad and he's like no <laughs> and she's like oh apology accepted and then she yells at her mom to pack her things because he wants her back and then her mom comes out with a That's camera great. Great and button. takes a picture of them <laughs> yeah it was also fast at the end <laughs> he like stood up and yeah. then she's like apology accepted <laughs> yep. and then her mom takes a picture cheese <laughs> and then the end <laughs> yeah I thought so it was a, a great pilot it was like fast and funny and it was sort of like you knew exactly what the show was um, so I thought it was great overall Yeah, I think the fact that they really took yeah. a lot of things from yeah. her personal life helped a lot because they could just fill in. Like, it wasn't, it just felt like more, her character felt more realized mm -hmm. than a normal main character, <laughs> I think, because mm -hmm. it almost felt like it was really her. <laughs> so, yeah, I really, I, I thought it was good too. Like, all the things you said, like fast and. Funny and yeah. Yeah. Really good pilot. Yeah. All Anything else about the nanny? Okay. 
Should we do like a Ooh, rating yeah, system? We should start I feel that. Like we need a rating system. What? Like, like out of five, five. one to five. <laughs> like one to five. Uh, or something? I would give this a five, probably, because it does everything it's supposed to. It's you know, it's entertaining. It sets everything up. You know, I give it a five. Yeah, I give it. All I'm right, be really picky and give it a four and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for a five okay. on pilot, but this was really, really good. <laughs> this was really good. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for this week, and um, we'll see you next time on Comedy Co-Pilots, and if you'd like to... I was going to say see you next com- time. <laughs> Sorry, were you going to say something? <laughs> yeah, see you next time, and if, if uh, you want to contact us, our email is comedycopilots at gmail.com, and our Twitter is at comedypilots. Bye. And we'll see you next time.